You're listening to the Wellington Mornings Podcast with Nick Mills from Newstalk ZB. The Friday Sport Kickoff on Wellington Mornings with RS Lane Panel and Paint. Leave your fleet management repairs to them. feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it all over. Oh, play that bit of music. Gets me going. Time to talk sport. We're going to concentrate on one sport uh, and one game. Elliot Smith is our rugby editor and he's coming to us live from France. Elliot, good morning. Bonsoir from uh, Paris. Nick, great to chat. Parlez-vous français? Something like that, yeah. No, my, friend, my French not improved from the day I arrived here to the day I will leave in a couple of days' time, I can tell you that. Uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll forgive you that because you've done a, such a wonderful job, so thank you for <laughs> And I know you've been over there for so long. Joining uh, Elliot is our own Adam Cooper, host of All Sports Breakfast. Good morning, Coops. Morning, uh, Nick. Not quite, uh, not quite Paris, but upper hut for the Phoenix training this morning. It's uh, a very close similarity. <laughs> <laughs> As I get off the off the ground, I'm going to start with you, Elliot. I want to know what the mood, what the vibe, how's it feeling? I'm so damn positive. I'm so damn confident. Yeah, I, I get that, and I get that from the All Blacks as well. Is that they've just exuded this sort of confidence over the last few weeks, leading in even to that Irish game, which was on a knife edge, and, and which many um, expected that they might lose. They just exuded confidence that week, and it's continued ever since then. I think if there was a definition of peaking at the right time, the All Blacks might have found it because uh, for all that has gone on the last three and a half years leading into this World Cup and even during this World Cup with that loss to France at the start, uh, they've managed to to find a way um, to get there and they seem to just be confident in their own skin and and the way that they want to play and um, that's showing on the park but also in their interactions with us in the media and just the way they're training at the moment. Um, it exudes confidence. Now, that's not necessarily going to win them the game come Sunday morning, but um, it, it's a positive sign that all is well in camp and, and ready to go for the weekend. Coops, no real changes in the lineup. Um, Sam Whitelock comes to the starting lineup, which is kind of a little bit of a surprise. Uh, well, yeah, well, he's actually at the bench. Brody Retallick coming, uh, coming back in for this one, and I think the reason they've done that is to push... Um, Sam Whitelock to the bench because they know that last sort of 10, 20 minutes is going to be absolutely crucial. They've also brought in uh, Nipola Lala just with his experience uh, with, with the scrum and and just his, you know, technique and, you know, the ability that he will have hopefully to shut down the Springbok. So, yeah, very minor tweaks. And what they have done, of course, is kept uh, Samisoni Takiaho on the reserves bench as well, leaving Dane Coles out of the 23. So I think it's a sign from the All Blacks that, you know, we don't need to change from the formula we've had these last two weeks when things, as Elliot said, really ramped up with that confidence-boosting performance against Ireland, that they've stuck with, with what they've been successful at these last two weeks, and just adding a little bit of extra firepower to that bench, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just such an exciting game, isn't it? And I think, you know, the All Blacks have been away from, you know, since mid-August, and it's amazing just seeing they've been able to shut out that outside noise that I think was really bugging them um, when they were based back here in New Zealand. They they weren't the confident team that they are now back even in, you know, just a couple of months back at the Rugby Championship and things like that. So clearly they've been able to just be in camp over there in, in France and, and Europe at the start of their, their tour. 
uh, they've just really built this newfound confidence and and firepower and you know Sam Kane that that performance that he had against Ireland a couple of weeks ago that I think turned the opinions of so many people if they had any doubts about him about his sort of passion and his leadership qualities as he really helped fought for that victory uh, against the Irish so yeah. they've got a huge bit of momentum behind them just just really excited and they're more than capable of doing this tomorrow in South Africa it's them that the expectation is now on for them to pick up they've brought Fafta Clerk and Andre Pollard into the starting 15 sticking with a seven to one sort of um you know makeup of of forwards to, to backs on the reserves bench so going to be a brutal contest Elliot I want to know where Ian Foster's legacy will lie win or lose what are the two options well, I think if you win, it's um, it's it's you know it's incredibly um, positive legacy that he leaves uh, for the game, and you know World uh, All Blacks coaches are judged on World Cup victories. That's how we quantify them. You know, Sir Steve Hansen's got one, Sir Graham Henry's got one. You know, may not remember every game in their tenure, but you remember um, you know the fact that they won rugby World Cups. You remember that. Uh, John Mitchell wasn't able to get one, uh, John Hart and Laurie Maines in 95 and, and so on and so forth. So I think if he wins, it'll, um, you know, obviously be a positive legacy. There's obviously been some down uh, periods during the, the four-year cycle. The loss to Ireland last year, first losses to Argentina, the biggest loss ever in a World Cup, uh, sorry, in, in, uh, in an All Blacks test match. So those will be mentioned, but the fact is if he wins this World Cup, that's what the All Blacks are judged on in the professional era. Even if they don't win come Sunday morning. I still think that he's leaving this team in a positive place and, and certainly a more positive place than many expected him to do uh, six weeks ago, six months ago, um, middle of last year as well. So regardless, I think he'll be seen probably as a coach that um, you know managed to peak near at the right time. Whether it's enough that remains to be seen, but um, I think his legacy has certainly improved from where it was looking um, just a few weeks ago. Dane Coles, Coops, pretty disappointing for him. I'd say he'd be, I mean, I don't know him at all, but I'd say he'd be a reasonably disappointed man not to be playing uh, in the big dance. Yeah, very tough. I mean, obviously age sort of 36 now and, and you know, you'd expect his experience to, to feature well, but I guess it just sums up the depth they have, um, you know, in the hooker position with Cody Taylor there starting and Samasani Takiaho off the bench just to fight, just to provide that real, that grunt and, and you know, physicality that, you know, Dane Coles is known for a guy running out wide and being a, a good niggler, but uh, clearly the coaches have have made that call there and the writing was probably on the wall when he wasn't chosen for the semi-final last weekend either but you know the fact that he is you know he's going to look back on his 90 tests now um with pride and and bowing out at that game against the Irish and what a game to end your career on in a black jersey so yeah he'll be disappointed Ian Foster made the comment in this morning's press conference that it was one of the hardest things he's ever had to do as a coach tell Dane Coles today or the, in this past week that he wouldn't be making this team for the final so I think those comments kind of suggest just how you know much passion Dane Coles had for wanting to be part of this but yeah it does draw to a career or draw the end of a career of a an absolute legend here in Wellington here in New Zealand rugby someone that's just been there or thereabouts the whole time since he since he debuted what 16 17 seasons ago um, he hasn't left to chase offshore opportunities he stayed loyal to, to Wellington, the Hurricanes and the All Blacks ever since. So uh, a shame he can't end on a high like that, but as I said, he's part of the squad. He was involved in that Irish game and surely will leave a lot of memories for him over time. Elliot, is there something that we don't know back here about Cam Roygaard? I mean, suddenly he was the superstar and broke through and then he went back to nothing. What happened? Yeah, I, look, there's been all sorts of rumours going around that I'm, I know have no truth to them, uh, but... 
um, when that was around the Mark Pelea sort of incident a couple of weeks ago. But, um, look, I, I think when you look back at the last couple of weeks, um, Finlay Christie didn't play against Ireland. He came off the bench last week, but he's a, a strong defensive halfback. And Cam Roygaard was probably a, bit, a wee bit erratic maybe when he came on against Uruguay, started that game, just couldn't quite settle in. And I think the All Blacks have gone, uh, we've got Aaron Smith who can bring that spark. We need someone defensively maybe to change up the game. I would have Roygaard in there personally on the bench. I think he is an ideal player to come off there if you're chasing the game. Uh, looks like he's got a huge future in front of him. So it is a little odd, but it's a conservative decision of this decided they can get their um, firepower and explosiveness from other areas of the bench. But I do think they're missing a trick. I don't know that Finlay Christie um, is the kind of player that is going to turn around the test match, which is what you want from um, the bench or at experience. He doesn't really offer either option. So um, out of the two, I'd happily go Cam Roygaard every day of the week. But I don't think it's anything personal against them, but I think they've just gone a wee bit conservative there at halfback. Okay, Elliot, give us the score, and I can't use it in the sweepstakes on my score's already in, which which annoys me a bit because I would have taken your score at the heartbeat. <laughs> Look, I've said that the All Blacks by four a couple of times uh, this morning, so... In terms of a score, I'll, I'll go 24-18 to the All Blacks. How about that? Yeah, I'm Sorry, a, I'm 22 a little... I mean, I, I, I'm a massive match from 22-18. I, I reckon a bit stronger than that. Coops? Yeah, I mean, I could only really see either side breaking each other's defence once or twice. So I'm going to go in the teens, maybe All Blacks by six. Uh, what about an 18-12 scoreline? Nick, what about you? Uh, I'm I'm higher. I'm twenty eight nineteen something like that. I think that'll get it'll get going. I feel it will get going. Thank you both so much, Elliot Smith. Have a great call on Sunday morning. I'm looking forward to it. Have a great one. Have a safe trip home, and thank you for everything, Adam Cooper. As always, you're a legend. Thank you. Catch you tomorrow morning. Cheers, Nick. The Friday Sport Kickoff on Wellington Mornings with RS Lane Panel and Paint. Leave your fleet management repairs to them. For more from Wellington Mornings with Nick Mills, listen live to News Talk ZB Wellington from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.